Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. And in just a few moments, our lead pastor, Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, we hope that these few minutes will help you to stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus and also to encourage you to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Welcome to the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. This is Pastor Tommy. I am so thankful that you have joined us today for this podcast, and I hope it's a blessing to you. If you listen regularly, a bit different today. Usually, Trey gets us started and kicks us off, but today I am, and let me tell you why, because today we have a very special guest with us on the podcast. We have Trey's son, Ivy, with us. Ivy is an exceptional guy. You're going to enjoy hearing from him today. He is a church planter in Boston. His church is... Two years old? Two years old. Two years yep. old, you and uh, he's doing a great work there, And but we're not going to talk specifically about the work in Boston. We're going to talk about something different today. We're going to talk about parenting, because Trey, you have four kids. I do, four kids. Tell us their names. It's Ivy, Ben, Addie, and Emmy. Ivy, Ben, Addie, and Emmy. Two boys, two, two girls. Two boys, two girls. And what's so amazing about your family and what's so, uh, and what you're thankful to God for Amen. in your family That's right. is that all four of your children follow Jesus faithfully. They do. And they serve the Lord. They serve That's the Lord right. in their churches as well. So so. That's right. So not only do they serve the Lord, you have two sons that are both in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. Ivy in Boston. And tell us a little, about, a little bit about Ben. Yeah, Ben's in a place called Minden, Louisiana, right outside of Shreveport, and he's a minister of worship, also working on his doctorate in uh, in education as well at New Orleans Seminary. So that's where he is right now. And Addie and her husband, Patrick, they are where? And they are at Southeastern Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Patrick is studying to uh, minister to um, high school students as, in a theological way. So, so we'll they have ministry means. ambitions. And then Emmy... Her and her husband are in they, Louisiana. Yeah, they're in New Orleans, and uh, uh, TJ is the uh, a, a coast a coast guardy or a coastie, I guess they call him. And uh, of course, Emmy is uh, involved in her church there in New Orleans as well. So that's them. So you have four kids, all believers in Jesus, all serving faithfully. Uh, two of them are pastors in churches. Uh, your daughter, Addie, and her husband have ministry ambitions, and your daughter, Emmy, she's serving faithfully in her church. Now, the goal of parenting, obviously, is not to have our children in vocational ministry. Uh, that's wonderful that your children are in vocational ministry, but that's not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is that your children follow Jesus faithfully. That's right, and it really it was never my goal to mm. say, okay, you're going to be a pastor, you're going to be a missionary. It was never, ever. I just wanted him to do what God wanted him to do, you know, from the very beginning. That's tough sometimes, yeah. though. You know, but uh, yeah, it was what and, the Lord and, and you're had. I know you're exceptionally um, blessed because all four of your kids follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's not the story of every family. That's not the story of every Christian family. And I, I don't even know how. I mean, I'm just thankful to the grace of God. That's the grace of God. Because, uh, it, it, again, it's not everyone that is that way. And godly parents have tough times. And uh, we had tough times, too. I don't want everybody to think that somehow this was just uh, roses and candy. I yeah. mean, it's, 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 there's been tough times as well. So. Uh, you know, you, the give and the take, but you're looking forward to the future and, and the end goal, which you're looking at. And there were times that I had to open my arms to my children uh, when they, they hurt hurt us and hurt the family. And uh, you always let them know that they're always welcome and they're always loved. 
and that uh, you would never, ever turn your back on them regardless. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Well, I thought it would be fun, since we have Ivy with us live in the studio, I thought it would be fun for him to share with us what he's learned about parenting. There you go. I, uh, because I was about to call you Addie, and you're not your sister. You, you are <laughs> no, Ivy. Not at all. My apologies. But Ivy, you have a crew yourself. You have outdone your dad because you have number five on the way. So you had four kids, but <laughs> yeah, Ivy, you've right. got to do one better than your dad, and you've I got did. number five on the way. That's right. Tell that's us a little bit about your kids. So the oldest is Maggie. She's going into middle school. Um, yeah, that's that's a whole thing, you know, girl going off mm-hmm. to middle school. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then uh, second born is Quentin. He's namesake. So I'm George Edward Rhodes the fit, fourth, named after my dad, George Edward Rhodes the third. So they call him Trey. I'm Ivy, Roman numeral Ivy, and my son is George Edward Rhodes the fifth. That is very clever. Quentin. Yeah. So did Quinquo you did Latin. you design all that? Ah, uh, kind of. So your dad was duo. He would know he's junior. Junior. <laughs> we could still have a second. We could still have a second somewhere, but we don't. I think we're going to stop, I think. We'll there see what go. Quentin does, but he told me I can't tell him what to name his own kids. So. <laughs> so. Anyway. Oh, and then, sorry. And so uh, the third born is Levi. Uh, special blessing to our family. Uh, uh, born with and still has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really uh, moved our hearts toward those with special mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. And uh, fourth born is Olin. Um, a bundle of joy and anger all at the same time. <laughs> and then uh, he is uh, almost four. And then the one on the way, working on a name for that one. I'm not going to say that out online, what we might have, because who knows what happens. Yeah, don't let the cat out of the don't bag quite the yet, right? Okay, good, 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 good. So I thought it would be fun for us to have a conversation today about parenting. Father, sure. son, uh, four kids who all follow Jesus five on the way, and you're praying that all of your kids be faithful followers yeah, of Jesus. Absolutely. Here's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk the biggest, talk about the biggest lessons you've learned from your parents, Ivy, lessons that you are instilling in your own children. So we've got five lessons, five lessons we're going to talk about today, five lessons that you learn from your parents that you are instilling in the lives of your children today. So let's talk about these five lessons. One, be a man, not a boy that shaves. Yes. So that was something that I remember growing up and my dad saying to me, you need to be a man, you need to be a man about this. And, um, I think I kind of added the, the commentary is a boy that shaves, um, something that I got, um, from another pastor that I heard, but I think that was what my dad was getting at is that being a man and, uh, being male are two different things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so there's a lot of people that grow older and bigger, but never grow up. Mm -hmm. And how um, many times have I said that? I can't even tell you. So uh, that was that was something that really stood out to me, and it really what it meant is, is take responsibility for your actions, care for those around you, yeah. and um, man, so many other things. There's a lot of stuff packed in there. Maybe maybe you can help me with that. Yeah, I, I just think that being a man has to do also with uh, a man loves to, you know. And I think we we leave out this idea of what it means to be a, a man. A man is a man that takes care of his family. A man is a man that loves his children deeply. Uh, a man is a man that uh, that does put up with stuff you know sometimes you have to I wouldn't use the word hide but certainly you don't tell your children everything sometimes you have to bear the brunt of what's going on uh in our churches for instance the children didn't know everything that was going on when it was difficult times sometimes they did because it was unavoidable but uh you know we didn't just uh, as a man I sometimes had to bear the brunt of it and so uh I think uh and you can probably speak to this a little bit Ivy uh did you experience that as far as um me trying to bear some of that so that you didn't, I, I never made you hate church, I guess. No, by I saying. never hated church at all. Uh, in fact, mostly I love church, uh, mm. but 
I remember there were moments where I could see you bearing that weight. I mm-hmm. didn't necessarily know what was going on and what mm-hmm. had happened, but I would, I would, I could tell. I could see you were bearing some of that weight, and that's passed on. I remember, and it kind of just happened by saying, you know, you need to be a man. And mm-hmm. I don't know whatever the context was. I extrapolated what that would be, and my, um, I say that to my sons now, three mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. and a fourth on the way. I'm sure he'll hear it too. That's right. And um, you know, and so. That's well, we even talked about uh, times when, when we would restrict you or something and the whining would, would begin and we'd say, come on, son, be a man. Take, take, you know, take yeah. your punishment like yeah. you should. Yeah. I mean, you just got to be a man, man up, you know, that kind of idea. So. Second lesson you learn from your parents that you are instilling in your children. Don't make promises you can't keep and keep your promises. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. So um, one thing I always... As a father now, I see more in my dad, and I don't know if he even remembers this instance. I think I may have told him once or twice, but he was always someone that kept his promises. If he told us he was going to do it, he did it. And maybe there's some instance where he knows that he forgot. I don't know. I remember him keeping his promises and him doing that and saying, if you're going to make a promise, keep it. Yeah. One instance was he was, uh, my grandmother had brought us to the beach, and, um, and we were having fun on the beach all day, and I kept... He had said he was coming down to the beach and I, and he, it was late and he hadn't been there yet. And I kept asking my grandmother, is dad coming? Is dad coming? Is dad coming? She's like, well, you know, she's trying to make excuses. Well, you know, he's busy. He has things to do. He's maybe visiting in the hospital or whatever he, he needed to do for work that day. And I had come to the conclusion that he wasn't going to show up the beach, even though he told me that he was. Mm-hmm. And I remember, mm-hmm. um, him, uh, walking over the sand dunes mm-hmm. and, in uh, Sperry Topsiders, khaki pants and a, and a polo shirt and coming to the beach even when after he had promised it. And he was only there with us probably like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. but hung out and kept his promise that he would be there. And so that actually sticks out in my mind as I think about keeping mm-hmm. the promises to my kids. You um, know, I, in addition to that, there's sometimes that you, you, you better be careful what you promise. Right, right. Because you can promise too much. And uh, you don't want your children to experience that. So there is a little bit of uh, lower their expectations right. is what you can do. So if you are there 40, you don't, you don't want to say, I will be every moment with you at the beach. You can say, I'll be at the beach, I promise. Right. So it's better to under-promise and over-deliver that. rather than over-promise and under-deliver, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you just want to keep it, you know, keep it real. Mm. That's what it is, is keeping it real. Because, and Ivy never remembers these times, but there are times when I told them we would do something. And uh, somebody went in the hospital dying of a heart attack, and there was just no way out. And I would say, I know Daddy said that we were going to the zoo today, but we're not going to be able to. He's going to be in the hospital with. But I tried to explain to him whether they understood it or not as children. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so, you know, there is there is reality there that they have to understand that Daddy wants to keep his promises, yeah. but at times it's out of his control. Yeah. So, I don't know if that. I hope that affected them as well, but uh, certainly. Yeah. Well, you owned up to it. I think that's important to remember. I made a promise. I can't keep that promise, but I'm going to own up to the fact that I can't keep yeah. it. I don't necessarily remember those circumstances. I'm just saying. Right, right, right. And just a reminder, right, that with our kids, they are learning about mm. telling the truth. They're mm-hmm. learning about integrity. They're learning about being a man, a woman of your word uh, by the way you do it, right? That's right. And and so the whole point is, is you say you're going to do something, you do it. And, you know, I wanted my, my like in the old days, my handshake to be my bond. Mm. I didn't want to have to sign a paper to say, this is what I'm going to do, right. you know, but I want them to understand when I said something that I want to follow through mm. and it's that simple and it, it's simple to do. It's hard, but it's mm. hard to do. It's simple to say, I should say, but hard to do. And, um, 
And there will be times that you have to apologize to your children, and that's not in here, but I think there were times and, uh, that I apologized to my children. I said, Daddy was not here, yeah. and Daddy, uh, Daddy thought he could be. He could not be, yeah. and, and I'm ha- sorry that I hurt you. Mm, mm, mm. And, uh, you know, that's real, too. That's, that's a bonus number six, yeah, that you own up to when you've made mistakes because mm-hmm. as fathers and mothers and parents, we will make mistakes. I mean, For sure. And um, you've got to own up to it. So. What That's about right. lesson number three? Lesson number three that you learn from your parents that you're trying to instill into your children, Ivy. If you don't correct behavior at two, you'll correct it at 16, and good luck. Yeah, that's something that I remember uh, my mom and dad saying, mm. um, and that was one thing they would tell us as we were raising our kids is that, uh, and we still are, you know, correct their behavior at two. It's, mm. it's a little easier to do than correcting it at 16, and I can tell you as a student pastor for 13 years, uh, I dealt with a lot of parents that started to try to correct their kids at 16, and it's close to impossible. Mm. And most of them have to go through a prodigal son type circumstance, right. right, before they come back, if they come back. And so that's really hard to walk through parents, uh, walk with parents through. And, and learning that from my parents was powerful for me. And so I hope and pray that um, I've taught them these lessons and they f- keep following Christ. What was always interesting to me is that people would say, we well, don't know what it's like to have a strong-willed child. Mm. Mm. And... In reality, Ivy was my strongest willed child. Emmy's probably a close second. Hardhead is what my mother called me. <laughs> yeah. But strong will, we, we consider strong will a good thing because we knew that they would be able to stand for the Lord. They would be able to stand for their convictions and other things that were necessary when the time came. So we had to, it's, it's like having a stallion. You have to train a stallion to, to still ride and take a saddle and all those things, but it doesn't ever mean they're going to lose a spirit. And so our goal was always to break their will without breaking their spirit we never Mm -hmm. wanted to break their spirit so we felt like the younger we could do that the more it would help and uh and you still have the situations come up when they're older but you know one of the things i did uh with the boys i would wrestle them i would wrestle Mm -hmm. them and i'd wrestle them hard and i would beat them yeah i didn't let them beat me that's what i'm talking about because i want them to know that daddy is strong now when they could easily beat me you know they don't even want to fight me you know that's a done deal because in their brain, their little their brain has pr- been programmed over their uh, lifetime to think that dad's stronger, you know. Mm. And uh, but we fought hard. I mean, we did, and they got hurt at times. And it's okay, you know. It's okay to do that. Be a man. Yeah, be a man. It goes back to be a man. So you don't think you can take your dad right now? Oh, I could take him. Oh, he could take <laughs> me. There's no doubt. <laughs> Those that don't know, I walk with a cane. But uh, anyway, it'll yeah. be a little unfair. But that cane could turn into a weapon. Yes, That's it could. True. Yes, That's it true. could. A little cane foo. <laughs> All right, lesson number four that you learn from your parents that you are instilling into your children, Ivy. Be the same inside the church and outside the church. No hypocrisy. Absolutely. Um, That is huge. I know of um, pastors who aren't that way, Mm. Um, act one way in front of their kids and act one way in front of their membership, and and the kids notice that. Uh, They're friends of mine, you know, Mm. and... um, and so seeing my dad, who was both the same inside and out of church, inside church and outside church was very powerful for me and mm. created a great example for me and all my brothers and sisters of what it means to follow Christ uh, all the time, mm-hmm. not just when you're in the four walls of the church or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, in the home, uh, around town, whatever, always following Christ. So. so let me ask you a question, Avi. For you, 
there wasn't really a time in your Christian walk that you strayed from the church or strayed from the Lord. You've been pretty faithful. I mean, I'm sure we, we all have those moments we stray, but long seasons of straying for years, where the case may be, you didn't have that kind of extended season of straying from the Lord, did you? No, no, not at all. Not so at all. how big of an influence do you think it was to see your father the same inside and the outside the church and keeping you in the faith? I think... I mean, I think that it was, uh, it was invaluable. Like, I, I don't know how I, as a, as a child, you need to see that, um, mm. uh, presented. You need to see people living it out. And I think if I, you can, you can explain it. You can put a paragraph mm. or write something and tell somebody you need to live right. both inside and outside the church, but seeing it lived out and said, I mean, he would say that in the pulpit when he was right. preaching, right. be the same person inside, outside church. And I knew when we went home, he would be. Not to say perfect, right? <laughs> no. That's that's not what I'm saying. It's but. authenticity more yeah. than more yeah. than perfection. We're not looking for perfection, but the truth is, is that you know I didn't want to live one way in the church and be all holy and spiritual Joe there, and then get home and use foul language and right. watch foul shows and do do awful things to the kids and to their mother. You know, I love their mother in church. I love their mother at home. I love them at church. I love them at home. I disciplined at church. I disciplined at home. Yeah. So, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, a, it was just a consistency. I, mm. I, and that's again, not perfection, but uh, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good and helpful. So here's the last one. Last lesson that you learned from your parents that you're trying to instill into your children, Jesus above all, if they could teach me to love the Lord, they succeeded. Yeah, I'd say that's absolutely true. And they never pushed us to um, be super successful. Right? Mm. You need to be a CEO, you need to be a lawyer, a doctor. Those things are all wonderful, and we need people that do all of those things. And it, we could have gone that direction. I think you would have been totally happy sure. with the way we went um, in, in doing those kind of uh, jobs. But they never pushed us to that, mm. and they said, we want you to love Jesus. And then where Jesus leads you, if you love Jesus— you'll follow him where he leads you. And, and that was always, that was it. So, and so we, we did family devotions. We prayed a lot. We went to church maybe every day of the week in some mm. manner, um, almost. And, um, and so it was something where Christ was center of our family and something that I'm trying to build into my family. And, um, I see how that can uh, truly impact you. And I don't have, um, uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't want to say that they had low expectations for us. No, we <laughs> didn't. It wasn't that because you had very high well, expectations. Well, we, I, I think we felt like spiritual, in other words, success to us was, was your life with Christ. That was success for us. Success for us was not you're going to be a millionaire or that you're going to be some high-powered professional of some kind. It was more we wanted you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if that meant you were going to be a pastor, thank God. If that meant you are going to be a lawyer, we still, whatever what whatever that was, or, or, uh, uh, I mean, literally a, a dump truck driver. Yeah. I mean, we never put any expectation level on them that you've got to be a professional. You've got to be a white, white collar guy. You know, we didn't work all this so that you, you get your hands dirty. That's never going to happen. And a matter of fact, the opposite was true. We made them work and other things and they had their chores and all those things happened. But the most important thing to us was their relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we, we, when I, he says we didn't push them, the only thing we did push them is to make sure <laughs> that they had that relationship, and mm -hmm. we went over and over that. And a matter of fact, with the first one, we made a mistake, I feel like, with Ivy, in that he, he got saved 
and I still think he was saved at that point, but it's too early for him to remember. Yeah. And uh, so he had to deal with some things later on as a teenager. Mm. But he did come to Christ, made a strong relationship, uh, had a strong relationship with Christ. Um, I would say things like, uh, you know, are you Christian? And he would doubt that he was uh, when in my sermons and other times. And so, uh, you know, so you do have to be a little careful. And there, I do see uh, when Ben came along, we were not that way. Mm. We, we understood that you can't push your child to make a salvation decision because they want to please daddy or mama. Right, right. And so you've got to be very careful what you say and how you say it when it comes to spiritual things. You want it to be their decision. Yeah. But what I hear from you, uh, Avi, and also from you, Trey, is that in your home and in your home as well, Avi, there's just really a fo- focus on the basics. Mm-hmm. It really is. All right. Love Jesus. Love others. Uh, you know, be a man, take responsibility for yourself, be in the word together, praying together. Those things really do work, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, uh, as we talk about Christ, number one, one thing that they really instilled in us was we did family devotions. Mm-hmm. We did that quite often. Um, but they also developed in us being self-feeders right. in the sense mm-hmm. that we read the scriptures on our own. Mm-hmm. And if we had any questions, they were always open to letting us ask. And so having that where we were reading the scriptures on our own meant that when we got out the house and mom and dad weren't doing devotions for us still, we were still having our daily time with the Lord, um, uh, on our own. And I think that's really important. All of my children do that. So that, that's huge yeah, to me. That's awesome. You can get some, get that. If you don't do anything else and you can get them to do that for the rest of their lives, no matter what they do, you've won. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, so mm-hmm. it's that relationship with Christ. It always has been mm-hmm. and always will be. Well, Trey, I think that your story, uh, just being a faithful parent and having your children come to Christ, follow Christ faithfully, is really an inspiration. Inspiration to me, especially as a parent in the throes of parenting right now, and I'm sure to those who are listening, an inspiration to them as well. But here's what I know, because I am a parent with a Mm. nine-year-old son and a five-year-old son, that as much as I instill in them the values of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is still not easy. It is challenging. It is. And I am sure over the years you've been a parent— there have been lots of challenges. So looking back on on your parenting, what were the greatest challenges? And thinking about the greatest challenges, if you could do one thing over again, what would it be? Uh, I think I just told you one. I would be less. I would. I would have been less pushy with Ivy mm-hmm. uh, in a spiritual walk as far as the salvation is concerned. Uh, I I don't regret anything I did. Um, there were times I was harsh mm-hmm. that that I. I can't even talk about it because I get a knot in my throat right now, but there was times I was overly harsh about some situation. Ivy and I were talking about one recently learning to drive. Actually, Kelly had to teach the kids to drive cause I couldn't deal with it. Mm. I just, it was one of those things. And so, uh, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would uh, do that over, but I, <laughs> maybe the do over would be Kelly, you teach him to drive cause I can't handle it. Right. And, uh, I literally went off on Ivy one time for something simply didn't turn just in the right driving place through Columbia, driving through Columbia like we were last night. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, but, but I think, uh, it, there was some, there was overly harsh moments, mm. uh, in trying to instill in them the right thing. I was, I was harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I had this, they also knew that daddy deeply loved them. Mm. And even if I was overly harsh, they knew that I had this incredible love relationship with their mother yeah. and this incredible love relationship with them. And that uh, I love them deeply. And they, they knew that, I think. And uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I told them over and over again. I loved them. We t- Ivy is 34 years old. And last night on uh, or the other day on the phone, just before I went to see him, just before we making plans, he said, love you, Dad. Mm. And I said, I love you too, son. Mm. And that's how that's we closed awesome. the phone. That's awesome. Call, so. 
Hmm. There you go. I don't know if that's a yeah, that's regrets, great, yeah. but uh, the harshness I was at times harsh. Hmm. I know that. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's good to own up to those things and learn. And I've, as a grandfather, I've learned not to be so harsh. Uh, although it still comes out, Ivy can also attest to that. So there are times when I, I don't control my tongue and I have a harsh tongue mm. at times with them, with the children in particular. Yeah. So anyway, the Lord's still yeah. teaching me. But knowing that and owning it and, and working on it, that's the best you can do is trust God Amen. to help you in that area. Amen. So, Abby, let me ask you this question as we begin to wrap up. Right now, uh, as, as people are listening, uh, there is a mom, there is a dad who's struggling. They want to be a faithful Christian parent. They're praying for their children. Uh, they're trying to have family devotions. It doesn't seem to work half the time. Their children are rebelling. Whatever the case may be, there are parents who are listening right now who are struggling. What would your word of encouragement be to them? It's do your best. Mm. Um, and that's you can't do any better than your best. Mm. And um, if you're faithfully following Christ and you are leading them in that, I think you're you're doing what you need to do and they have to still make their own decisions mm. as people. They are their own people. Mm. And um, even at two, it's very obvious they are their own person. And um, and so you do your best and then you pray hard, mm. real hard. Mm. Pray for them daily. Um, I remember my mom telling me that even when I was very young and up until, I'm assuming she still prays for the family, but she prayed, she was praying for me, my life and my spouse uh, in her morning devotions every mm. single day right and i'm sure she did that for all the mm. siblings mm. So. she did i've got a good buddy of mine he um has a child that's about to be a teenager we were talking about parenting not too long ago and i asked him the same question hey if you could uh, uh do one thing over as you're entering into the teenage years what would you do he said i would pray a lot more mm -hmm. i'd pray a lot more and that has really just kind of stuck out to me just the the power of prayer to pray over your children on a regular basis and and, and trusting that that god's going to do a work in them and reality is you, you, you guys are, um, are a success story, that, that God has been gracious to your family, mm -hmm. and God has done a mighty work in, in the lives Thank of each you. of your kids, Trey, and it's so encouraging to hear that. Uh, but just the reminder, too, that for those of us who might be in, in a season of struggle with our kids, all we can do is our best. All we can do is, is pray, invest, love on, encourage, and trust God to do a work that only That's God true. can do. Because we can't convert our kids, we can't make our kids follow Jesus, but we can be faithful to love our kids as Jesus does. And we can't right. be faithful to invest in them for the sake of the gospel. That's all we can do. And so we trust the Lord with that. Man, this has been super encouraging. I appreciate the conversation. It's so encouraging to hear what God has done in your family, and I know that people are being blessed by this conversation today. So if you're listening, a couple of things. One, in the show notes, I am going to put a link uh, to Ivy's church, Mosaic Church, Jamaica Plain in Boston. Ivy is doing a wonderful work there. You might want to go to his website, listen to him preach. He is a great preacher. He will feed you and bless you. So I'm going to put a link to his website in the uh, notes here of this podcast, you go check him out. Check out his preaching. Be blessed by him. Pray for Mosaic Church in Make a Plain. They are in an area where there are lots of people who need to know the truth of Jesus Christ and to find hope in him. So pray for that church. Pray for Avi as he ministers in that area. Also, if you like what you hear, thank you for listening. Uh, we would just ask that you would take the time to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, that way you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Also, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. Let us know what you think because your reviews help people find this podcast through their podcast service. If you don't like what you hear, just don't listen again. You don't have to leave us a review at all. <laughs> but if you like what you hear, leave us a review, leave us a rating, and that really helps us out. But we do hope this has been a blessing to you today, and we hope you will join us next time as we continue to try to help you connect faith to life.